Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, guys, and welcome to this episode of Fanatics. Yay! I am your co-host, Claire Kramer, uh, or your host, or your co-host, and my other host, co-host here is David Magadoff. Hi, David. We are codependent co-hosts. Codependent no more. Well, you know, (laughs) uh, and we are co-conspirators because today you're actually not going to listen to Fanatics. You are getting an episode of The Parent Lounge. Jamie Kaler, yeah, you know him. He uh, came on and talked about his love of good service. Well, Jamie has another podcast, and that is what is going to drop right in this feed in just about a minute or two. (laughs) Uh, Parent Lounge is a podcast which I also appear on as the um, mom parent representation with with my friend Kate. And Jamie and Jason were a foursome that talk about parenting every Tuesday night. We go live. It's a little bit of a different format than Fanatics. David, we should we should have you on eventually. You can talk about not having a child, which is just fine as well. <laughs> yeah. You have freedom. We don't. Claire, wait, you have kids? <laughs> I it's I know it's shocking. It's uh <laughs> it's new information. Yes, I do. Everybody knows I've got a gaggle of children. A gaggle of geese, a gaggle of children, a pod of dolphins, whatever whatever you want to use for that. A school yes. of fish. Almost almost a full basketball team starting five you got a, a, a solid Almost. four but you're you know you can yes. be the center i can be the center i can be shaquille <laughs> i can be you know that center player except my now my oldest is taller than me so not anymore anyway we um are excited to do this swap i think you guys will really like parent lounge i guess the most important thing to say is i'm the least funniest person on it because it is comedians <laughs> and then me <laughs> David, another reason why you would fit right into the show. Jamie is great. You are great. Everyone, enjoy. Take a listen. Bon appetit. Welcome to a very special edition of The Parents Lounge. Uh, for you Fanatics fans, thank you for listening to this cross-promotion. I, uh, I did one of their shows um, where I talked about my love of service, but this is my main podcast called the parents lounge, which I do with Claire Kramer from fanatics and my other partners, Jason Gowan, who is here with me right now and who will come in in a minute. Um, really quick, Jason, you want to tell people what, uh, what we do here at the parents lounge? This is basically your parental mental health stop on the week so that you can recharge from all the craziness of raising children. Uh, Do your kids occasionally unbolt your toilet seat and crush your nuts? We are here to help you get through things like that. 
Yeah, have they have they blocked a drain in your house and let the water run, causing seventy five hundred dollars worth of damage? Then you're in the right location. Yeah, and that's what we do here every week. We are a stop for you to recharge, have a lot of fun, also grab a drink, enjoy it along with us, and recharge your mind, bring bring yourself back to your zen space. Um, yeah, with our resident moms, Kate and Claire, we will tell you the horror stories that we've lived through, like the day Jason got locked out of his house by his uh, three-year-olds. That's like four times that's happened to me now. Well, that's eventually that's on you. You should maybe put a key outside the house. But Correct. Yeah. yeah, we crawl um, in the We are live every Tuesday night, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern time. And you can find us on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitch, Twitch Twitter. Twitter, basically everywhere. Just Google the Parents Lounge, and I'm sure there'll be links here. Um, if you have kids, then you have definitely uh, found the right place. And if you don't have kids, then get ready to sit back and feel great about your life choices. Um, we're going to do our opening title song, which I think the lyrics pretty much explain the horrors of parenting. Um, and then we'll be back with Claire Kramer from Fanatics and our pal Kate Mulligan from The Schmodown to discuss... The joys and pain of parenting. All right, you ready? Ready. We could have homes on separate cools, go diving grease with squids. Could have been so bleeping rich, but instead we had kids. They won't smile for a photo, they won't eat the food we choose. That's why we're heading to the parents' lounge to drown ourselves in booze. Every day we're more exhausted, we haven't slept in years. They hit me in the nuts so bad, my eyes filled up with tears. And yes, we'd like to fake our death and go off of the grids. But the truth is we are softies and we truly love our kids. Join us every Tuesday night to laugh at all our pain. Evening in the parents' lounge is the cure to staying sane. Welcome to our very special crossover edition of the Parents' Lounge with Fanatics. I'm joined as always by my uh, my partner, Parents. Um, Jason Gowan, Claire Kramer, and Kate Mulligan. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi, Jamie Taylor. <laughs> it's funny. We, so this is, this is how parenting works. Like this podcast is we do this every week. And we, it, we, it's, even at the top, it said live in studio. None of us are in studio. <laughs> Kate Mulligan is on vacation on the East Coast. Claire Kramer is in San Diego. At I'm a coming in hot. Yep. With her daughter, <laughs> who's a phenomenal uh, dancer. And then uh, Jason is trapped away somewhere in Pennsylvania. And this is how we do it virtually every week. I so, like that you uh, didn't you dox trapped? yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like that you didn't dox yourself, Jamie. Where are you? Give us your address. <laughs> how about your I'm, social I'm, as well? Overseas. I've, I faked my death and I'm in Bali uh, off a beach somewhere. <laughs> Uh, so don't tell anyone. Don't tell my wife I'm no still alive because no she'll definitely. I love that in Bali you also thought to bring the children's art wall with I you. I know, very sweet of you. <laughs> I know the people who are listening can't see, but my backdrop is all of my kids' artwork, and I thought it was actually a good way to save it because isn't it funny that um, my wife will save 
literally like there was a old garbagey blanket she's like this was hannah's blanket she can't throw it out our garage is just full it's like mm. a museum like like presidents have a library my kids have the uh, the children's library of their entire life in the garage my wife can't <laughs> let anything go jamie i, I understand I Jamie, I've been waiting since the intro to bust your balls on this. But just so we're clear, your episode of Fanatics, they're like, definitely talk to us about something that you really love, something that you're obsessed with. And your pompous ass was like, I'm really into service. I am. I am. I'm, <laughs> just, like, I'm just like him. I'm like, I would be like, I'm really into Zelda Breath of the Wild. Jason would be like, I love Marvel. And your ass is like, I just really like helping other people. Well, Why when I know for it, yes. Listen, I, I was at the, like the week before I was at an airport. I went up to Jamba Juice to order a Jamba Juice at an airport. And this kid, I guess, like maybe 18, 19 year old kid, didn't look up from their phone for a long time. And then I just stood there like in like like in shock of like I'm, oh. I'm standing here. And then finally the kid looked up and said, Yeah, what do you want? And I was like, Wow, things have changed. And so I uh, yes, You mean I, that I, kind I, of service. I'm uh, sorry. Wait, what kind of service did you think? There and they put you at a crappy table by the bathroom and then have terrible service. Aren't you kind of pissed about it? I listen, I forget there's a lot of me. There could be cell phone service, there could be restaurant. <laughs> I was thinking of community service. I was like, no, Jamie's, Jamie's out there talking about, I just love to give back. That's what I'm obsessed with. That's why I want no, to he's tell me that there is at least footage of Jamie walking down, picking up litter with the orange vest on, but he volunteers at his school all the time. So it oh, that's true. Yeah, he does. Mm. That's why I was like, Oh my God, I cannot believe he, like, Kate, yeah. that's cause it's mandatory to volunteer. At his school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she outed him. Wow! <laughs> uh, you have to do you have to do twenty hours, and I did a lot. No, forty, forty, forty. Well, twenty at the festival and twenty at the mm. other thing, but yeah, mm. but I ended up doing way more hours than that. But yes, I'm at my kid's school. Listen, Claire, do you want to defend me on the service thing? It was actually a it's a great episode. You guys will you guys will hear it um, because we're gonna drop it in this feed uh, as well. As as this podcast being dropped in the fanatics feed, so you'll you'll hear both episodes. But Jamie, yeah, he talks, and it makes a lot of sense. He talks about like you you grew up. I don't want to say grew up, but you started in the service industry yourself. Like you've talked often on this show about the bar you worked at, and and you know you really enjoy giving good service as well as receiving good service. So it's not totally just you know one sided. It's a it's a secular thing you know it's it's the yin and the yang you can be the receiver or the giver and this is going to a very sexual place which i, know, I, I was like wow, is that, what, wow. <laughs> I was like, is that what jamie is that what jamie called all those no, girls I, he picked up at I the bar like, i like to give good service but i also <laughs> love really love to get good service i'm sure you do <laughs> i guess i'm gonna tell you and it's funny because we're raising our kids into this world and i i Every day with my kids, please, thank you, please. Would you say please? Mm -hmm. Would you say thank you? And it's starting to take hold, but there is a sense of entitlement that I think this generation has that we didn't have. My kid does something once and I go, uh, like, she goes, like, I'm great in the pool. And she tried out for the swim team. And she doesn't, she's never taken a swim lesson. She is great in the pool, fast, can move, unbelievable, like a dolphin, but doesn't know the actual stroke. 
so she goes for swim tryouts and the, and the coach is like, well, you, no, you can't do swim. You'll be disqualified. You don't know any strokes. And she was really upset. She was like in tears and she's like, but I'm a really good swimmer. I go, but you don't know the stroke. No one has ever shown you the stroke. It's not your fault. You need a couple mm-hmm. of lessons and then you can do swim team. But she was like, why? Why can't I just? It's like, that's this generation. And mm-hmm. so you walk to a place like a little place where you order at the counter and you get food to go. And they, they're kind of jerks to you. Like, yeah, whatever. Take the, yeah. Oh, you want, you want some, you want ketchup? Ugh. And then they flip the screen and the screen is like, how much would you like to tip? Nothing, nothing mm-hmm. I would like to tip because you have given me terrible service. So I don't know. I'm going to turn to the old guy. We, we cover, you know, it, but no, it wasn't it, that moment. Maybe you sound, you know, a little, you know, grumpy or whatever, but the whole, <laughs> the whole episode yeah, is great. So definitely, definitely take a listen. I, I'm curious, Jason, what, you know, Jamie said Marvel. What would you, what is something like you're obsessed with? Oh, what are you paranormal. fanatical? I'm a, I'm a bit, I'm a, I'm a parent. The oh. paranormal is my whole world. Like, I mean, that's where I came, like came from. I just think the world of the unexplained is absolutely fascinating. Uh, you know, none of us know where we go when we die. So it's it's kind of a uh, something we all have in common, somewhere we're all going to get, except for Jamie, who will probably live forever. I'm and a Highlander. Did you not know that? I, I did. The quickening, yes. will be over in the quickening, but uh, <laughs> unless, I'm the only, unless I'm the only one standing, and then uh, there can only be one. But yeah, definitely for me, the paranormal uh, is, is kind of like one of my my favorite things. That's I, I we had shows on TV. That's how we met. We met. Yeah. I ended up hosting a haunted live episode for uh, for Discovery Channel, and one of our mutual friends, Jason, had done a bunch of paranormal shows, and so I got to kind of look into that world, which I didn't even know existed. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's cool about fanatics, Claire, is that. I think people who listen to the episodes are kind of brought into worlds like the paranormal world. That's yes. You know. We should, we definitely have to have you on the show, um, Jason, because that is like super interesting to me. And by the way, sometimes when I think of paranormal, I think of UFO, but they're actually two, like obviously completely separate things, but somehow well, they're all, all that, kind of under that umbrella. But I mean, like, uh, yeah. there, there's like, there's ghosts, there's here, Bigfoot, there's vampires there. I mean, there's a whole, you know, world of all this crazy stuff that I spent almost two decades looking for. What is the craziest paranormal oh, story? That yeah, you, yeah, have you experienced, actually, maybe we should like skew this to Paralounge. So have you experienced anything paranormal with your children? He oh, thinks yeah. he thinks that his one son is the devil. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> with the Dark Lord, we, we call him the Dark Lord for a reason, Claire. It's because well, t- yeah. There, he, my wife must, I think, dabbled in some sort of witchcraft and summoned it into the soul during the pregnancy. I can't verify that, but it's what I think. No, we had an incident here um, where I was helping uh, my good friends, uh, the, the Newkirks, uh, with a 3D scanning of their... They have a haunted museum where they collect reportedly haunted objects, and they wanted to do a thing where we would scan the items and with a 3d scanner which i have uh, and we were making copies of them to see if the spawn the the 3d printed spawn would take on any of the haunted traits of the parent object and we had one uh that i brought into the house i made a joke about uh i was like i almost made a joke about making a sacrifice to this deity with one of my kids and I didn't realize that the object was in the room and that they 
you know, they take things very literally, supposedly. And that night, um, uh, my my son had gone to stay with our in-laws and we were watching a movie and we heard this running around upstairs. And I was like, wow, the cat is really, oh, the cat is right here. And I'm like, oh, both dogs accounted for. And my wife looks over at me and she's like, did you, did you hear that? What, 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 what was that? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, well, go look. And I started to get up and I walked and from above me in the middle of our living room, water started pouring on me. And I was like, there's no water main above where I'm standing. And I walked out into the kitchen and there were puddles of water all over the, the kitchen floor. So I followed them. They were to our door. I'm like, these are, these are footprints. So I called the Newkirks because they're like my go-to. They're, they're, they're my Giles. Right. So I'm like, eh, this is what's going on. And I FaceTimed them. And they're like, and so they're like, we'll follow them, see where they go. So I went to the door. It had snowed, but there were no tracks leading up to our house. Um, but there were wet footprints. And they're like, you know, you made that joke about sacrificing your son. Have you checked on him? I'm like, well, he's not here. And they're like, did you check his room? I'm like, uh, no. So I take the, um, uh, the the phone and I'm following and we go up the stairs and the water footprints go up the stairs. And I, and they go right to my son's nursery. The door is open and the light is on. He is not there, as I said, we didn't leave it on. And directly in front of where his crib was was a giant puddle of water where he went, like where it was standing, like almost like it was looking for him. Um, so, and that's what was dripping on you from below? I, no, because it's a separate part of the house. It's it's farther back in. That would have been above where the footprints in the kitchen would be. So um, I'm like, eh, I might have might have done something here and I might have said too much. So a few nights later, um, Jace is home. It's like three o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden, all of our Alexas in the house say, I'm sorry, I can't do that right now. And our lights start flashing on and off. I hear bloody scream, like my son screaming bloody murder up in his nursery. I haul ass up the stairs. He is red faced screaming. He points because uh, he's like two and a half at this point. He points across the room and I turn and you guys have ever seen the movie The Ring? Mm-hmm. Like this woman who is like drenched and wet is standing in the middle of like standing in the corner and she disappears when I get to the room. I grab the kid and rush out and my wife at that point said, okay, you're done dealing with this stuff. No more. And I was officially retired from the paranormal at that point. But you still oh. live in the house. Well, we had. Yeah, I, did, I mean, did, so I, I, I used to travel, and I was trained by George Lutz, who the Amityville Horror was based on. And so he ha- taught me how to do a cleansing. So we did a cleansing of the house, and uh, that was, and we never had a problem again. Okay. By the way, this, so, I just want to say that this is our crossover episode of the Parent Normal. I feel like people are like, wait, is this a parenting show or is this a paranormal show? Uh, Okay, so many questions. But my first question, Jason, is why do some people have these experiences? And like, I've never had any experience at all. Same. 
it was always you have no soul, Claire. You and I have no soul. <laughs> Same. Right. Wait, this, we're empty, that's, we're empty that's, vessels. We're saying three out of four of us have never experienced anything like that. Well, I think it's a matter of number one, opening yourself up to it. Uh, you know, no, I, thank I, you, so, but no. Great. So I've <laughs> done probably several hundred. I've done several hundred investigations. Of all the investigations I've done, probably fifteen to twenty of them have had things happen. So out of twenty years. I've had 15 to 20 things happen. It's not as common as, I mean, you see the TV shows basically, and, and obviously a lot of them are done for entertainment purposes. They ramp things up, but I think true actual paranormal events are spaced out. They don't happen all the time. And I think you, you have to really go look for them before they, before they happen to you or you stumble across them completely on accident. Um, um George Lutz used to say to me that when you open yourself up to it and you open yourself up to that, that world, you become like a lighthouse and a beacon. And when they can see that light, they come to you. That's how it was explained to me. Mm-hmm. And what about the fact that kids, a lot of people, I, I've heard at least the hypothesis that kids are more open because they don't have the social conditioning, the thoughts, like, is this true? Are children also like a conduit to the paranormal? I think so. I think that, you know, like you'd be something that they see, they take at face value, whereas we're we're conditioned to dismiss it as a naturally occurring phenomenon, whereas they still see it from a they take it at face value always. Well, they're not jaded. I mean, that is the kind of and it's funny because once you have kids, you kind of it kind of brings back that wonder, because remember how Christmas all of a sudden was like you get to a certain age and Christmas is like about Christmas parties. It's not really about the president or the presence and Santa Claus. And then it's all of a sudden- definitely you not it. about the president. Definitely Never not. about the president. <laughs> couldn't, just, couldn't just let it ride, could you, Mulligan? You were nope. like, oh, I got him. I got him. He, he I got him. him. I, didn't get, I didn't get him on service, but I got him on president. Which kids do as well. It's funny too, because kids have such honesty to them that all of a sudden, all these things that had become, we'd kind of been jaded to at a certain point in life are reopened like you know going to disney mm-hmm. and stuff with kid, when you see it through a kid's eyes then all of a sudden right. it finds its innocence again but yeah i think that that's true i think that that once you if you open yourself back up to that world i think that you know you have a much better chance of having something happen yeah also you kind of have to hang out in those spaces like you're very rarely going to find something happening at like the in and out burger like, like yeah, but a- why not? If there's, I mean, it just seems to me like if ghosts are people that had been here and are no longer here, then there should be so many that there's no room for them to just be in haunted houses. They have to be everywhere. This is where my yeah, disbelief begins. Faces us, Kate. So they could still be in the line. They just don't talk. Well, that's why you're not a fan, Kate, and that's why he is. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm not a fan addict. Well, that's kind of, I mean, that's that's the whole purpose of this crossover episode. And it's kind of cool that everybody talks about what they're fans of, right? And that's what I loved about doing that show was like something that, and if you listen to every episode of Fanatics, somebody, who was it, Tony Hale loved malls? Indoor malls. Yes, not just malls. malls. And it's It's, really kind of cool. Well, the process is also like, sometimes people will be like, oh, I like you know, Legos or whatever, you know? And then it's like, well, what do you, you know, we kind of like work with their PR team or whatever, or them to d- hone in on like exactly right. what it is, you know? So it's not just a general, like, I what? really like, you know, movies. What kind of movies, you know? 
that's part of the problem with having kids is it's like all of a sudden it's your it's your new obsession oh i have kids but then it's like it's a hobby you can't really get rid of you're like mm -hmm. oh i tried the kids thing it didn't work for me <laughs> didn't enjoy it as much as i thought i would and um I'm just going to let it can't. That's it. You're like, it's like a hobby you sign up for that you cannot. It's a club. It's like those old uh, Columbia Records book clubs where you signed up and you started getting records every month. Uh, and then I you I still owe them like $40. Yeah, I think I, think I owe them some money too. I still get records all the time. Okay. So just so if, any, if anybody was wondering, Jamie Kaler is the oldest of all of us. <laughs> as I said the word record, I go, here comes Mulligan to torment me. You <laughs> set me up. I knocked Man, him down, baby. It's a, it's a good. Is that what you're addicted to, Is that your thing? Just yeah, that's, I'm, that's what I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of roasting Kayla. She's like a sniper. And they were 78s, by the way. And I would, I'd have to crank the thing. And it had the big megaphone on top of it. <laughs> Darling, will you wield the controller over here? Well, the first one but I you know, was Al Jolson actually singing Mammy, and it was pretty great, I remember. So, yeah, you talk about, like, service, but you got me thinking, Jamie, with the swim team story. Like, I remember growing up, and I don't know if you guys had to do this, but, you know, we had obviously one phone. It was before cell phones, so we had one phone in the house. And when I answered it, because my dad ran his business out of the house, even though he had – actually, he had a separate business line for the his office, which was on the top floor of our house. But – um we had to answer the phone, like Kramer residence, Claire speaking. And then the party would say, oh yes, this is D calling for Sandy. And I'd be like, just a moment, please. Like everything scripted, formal. There was no like, hi, hey, what's up? You know, I, I, kids with cell phones now, they'll never know what it was, what it's like to have to have that like formality, you know? They never answer it. They just wait for the text. Right. <laughs> Yeah. My daughter is so lazy. She doesn't even text. She voice dictates her texts. It's like the ultimate, so the ultimate circumvent. My buddy doesn't even voice to text. He just voices it. That he texts right? your voice, and yes. so all of a sudden, I I go to open it. I'm in a public space. He's got a two minute message where and you he, have to lift oh, it to yeah. one of our regulars who's on the show all the time and i go dude stop that it's so i know annoying. who you're talking about yeah he does <laughs> really dude he doesn't even voice a text because then he would have to edit he literally just says the words and then you can't hear it you're like you're wait what is he saying it's so hey back in the day you'd answer the phone it's your dime and yeah nobody does that. <laughs> listen nowadays also there's no cuts like do you remember trying out for stuff and they were like, uh, or like uh, in our play, like my our kids did a play at school. They just put 200 kids in the play. Right. <laughs> the chorus, like 150 people. Instead of going, no, you can't act. Mm -mm. You are not doing. I remember getting cut from stuff and like tears. Oh, and yeah. Like, good enough. And you're yeah. like, go oh, practice totally. and get better or don't do this. I don't know what to tell you. Story of my life. Right. Yeah, I don't know. And what's funny, Claire, is you have you're down in San Diego right now with your daughter, who is nationally ranked insane dancer. Um, yes, I am here with her. About, like, that's the problem. Is once your kids, if your kids are really good athletes, all of a sudden you have a full time job. That's what you become a fanatic I, of. Yeah, I'm a fanatic of my kids. But yeah, no, it's the, let me tell you though, Jamie, they don't have a problem cutting people in this world. <laughs> Oh no! I mean, well, once you get she, to that level of like club and national teams, yeah, of course. Of is course. she still in the competition, Claire? Oh yeah, yeah. She, oh, so she, her. we're at net for people who follow dance, or if you don't follow dance, 
want to look it up. We're at National Dance Honors, which is in, there's two this year, one in San Diego, one in Texas, uh, I think Austin. So River was up for Honor Dancer. She's an Honor Dancer nominee, which means we had to come extra early down to this competition. <laughs> and she's basically been like, it went till midnight last night and she had to be downstairs at 7 a.m. So six days Whoa. of like. I don't know how old this young lady is. She just turned 12. She's 12 she years just, old. Yeah. She's 12. So, you know. 44 and I don't work that hard. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. So, like, today actually is a shorter day. She had to be down there at 7, and I think she's done at 6 p.m. Um, and then it's, you know, today's day three of six. So it's just crazy. But she had the experience. She competed two solos. One for the National Dance Honor title and one just in the solo just division for juniors. And in the solo division for juniors, she got a platinum award instead of like the ultimate platinum, which is what she likes to get. Um, and she threw her award away. <gasps> she was not, she was not, she, she's like, I don't, it's not up to my standard. And she threw it away. And I tried to go backstage and find it because <laughs> I was like, I won it. That's my award too. Yeah. You know, but I couldn't, I couldn't find it. So they, it's tough. It's tough for the girls and boys. There are boys in the competition as well. Well, as a parent too, you're, you're putting yourself up in a hotel for a week, right? Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. If you had a job, you couldn't work for this week. You're with a 12 year old. You can't just send a 12 year old on her own. Like, no. Such as crazy, um, nationally traveling thing that honestly I'm I, I used to be bummed I was like oh my kids aren't really into soccer and all of a sudden I talked to a guy he's like just to join the club is 12 grand then you have to buy their kit then you travel every weekend to Bakersfield Barstow San Diego Santa Barbara San Francisco and you have to put yourself up in a hotel travel you're mm -hmm. like I'm I'm actually keeping my kids back my kids like hey can we go kick the ball around in the backyard I'm like no <laughs> No, no don't, want, don't touch that ball. Yeah, I don't want no, you to good it's true with the boys. Now, here's the thing about soccer, because I do have two also, you know, soccer players. And I'm, I'm going to be in Orlando for a week while Hart plays in the futsal, which is like the indoor court soccer that's coming up um, while he plays in the national and world futsal tournament. Um, and yeah, I, it's 10 days there. But there, here's the issue. Since this competition was in San Diego, I traveled down here with my microwave. We'll have a travel microwave with an espresso machine, with our juice blender. We have um, a mini fridge. So I have like a full setup in the room to be able to cook a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and by the way, on you or anything, but I, I do believe I'm surprised Mulligan didn't jump at this, but I believe all microwaves are travel microwaves. I think if you just take <laughs> If you go and the microwave goes with you, it's thereby, <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a well, travel microwave at that. I think they're yeah. all travel microwaves. Jamie, just oh. you know, I'm only I'm only fanatical about roasting you. I actually did not. I did not actually. Did you yeah. ever do the podcast? Occasionally, she dips her toes into roasting me, but most of the time, it's <laughs> like, just what you. is your true passion in life? Honestly. Roasting Jamie Kaler. Just Jamie Kaler. I, I mean, to. Kate, have you, you have to me? come on and do that episode. That is like <laughs> done. Done and done. Do I just come in the room so she can just look at me and start? Yeah. I think like you just, you, you either provide photos or, <laughs> or you can appear live for the roasting. Oh my God. Yes. What are you What's your thing? What is your thing? What's your jam, Mulligan, besides torturing people? 
The Nintendo Switch. Oh, we just did an episode about the Nintendo Switch. Oh my god, I love every I love every game, specifically uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. I didn't I didn't have video game systems growing up, and when it looked like we were going to be in our homes for two weeks in 2020, I did the I did one of two smart things I did the entire pandemic, and the only two smart things, which was the week before the lockdown, I went and bought a Nintendo Switch, and then they were not available for purchase for a long time after that. But so I got us a Nintendo Switch because what I wanted to do was keep up. My kids were in preschool at the time. And I, they had dance class every Wednesday. So I knew I was going to be doing two weeks of teaching the kids. And so I was uh. like, okay, so I'm going to keep Wednesday dance class. And I got the game Just Dance on the Nintendo Switch. And that's how we did dance class. Um, it wasn't just two weeks. No. <laughs> and I started buying a lot more games than Just uh, just Dance. Yeah, but yeah. It, That's how the heroin dealer works. They give you that first shot and go, hey, oh. you can use this for exercise. And, um, you know, you'll get some dance out of it. And all of a sudden... You're addicted to Zelda. And then- listen, are you kidding me? Well, in case if, defense. Yeah, listen, if I could um, inject Zelda in between my toes in a vein that's still working, I would do it. You know what I mean? Like, I am <laughs> full-on heroin addict. Now I'll find anything. for parent of the year, Kate. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. But yeah, my kids they, my kids don't even really play. But yeah, I, I just love that game is... That's, yeah. But I don't know. I think, I mean, the thing that is very interesting about being a parent, though, is that, like, very rarely do we get to have our own things. Like, Claire, I can't believe the amount of time that you're spending with on your kids' things. Yeah, that's, like, honestly, you don't, that's, you don't get to have a thing. I hope they, do they, do they appreciate it? Or are they like, mom, don't come downstairs. Mom, don't do this. And you're like, hey, buddy, I just gave up a week of my life to do this with you. You know, um, both. They do appreciate it, but but I don't think, I think when they become, like all of us, I think this is probably a common thread for most people who are parents. You don't really appreciate what your parents did until you're a parent because you don't understand that sacrifice. You know what I mean? You don't understand the totality of what you need to give to raise a contributing member of society, you know? Jace thinks I'm a walking ATM. Like he just thinks that you can just, you know, I, it will just spend cash at whenever he asks for it. Is that true? Can you? Will you do that? I kind of blame my <laughs> wife for that, though, because my wife, they would just, they would destroy something or wreck it, and then my wife would just go, well, I'll buy you a new one. they go, yeah, that sounds great. And I'd be like, oh, that's not the right answer, Chief. Take care of your yeah. stuff. But we're not buying you another one. I don't have to tell you. So I will tell you, I do feel like, Claire, this is where you really shine. I feel like I've gotten a lot of great parenting ideas from you. Like yeah. when you talk about um, like the job board, like forget chores. There's just they should just make their beds. They should just do what you like. But I will yeah. post a job board that they can. <laughs> they can. Yes. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. Well, they but want that. Cash- started, Kate, yeah. what, what jobs did you start on the board? Because I, I, I put one together that's like. Paint the house. Oh, re-roof house. My seven-year-old building an addition out by the uh, out oh, by the I pool. <laughs> and Hannah's waiting in line it. for the permit. <laughs> Hannah's at the Hannah's permit office. The, Hannah's digging out the. I wanted a bigger pool, so she's digging out the one end of the pool. It's, it's hard work for an eight-year-old. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I went a different route with the job board. Uh, I, I said to my boys, they could sort the laundry. You know, like when the laundry comes out of the dryer, everybody's clothes are all in it. And I was like, I'll give you 50 cents if you sort, if you go through this pile and pick the clothes that are yours and put them in your pile. So, mm. and and then Neil at some point was like, 50 cents isn't enough. I'm like, <laughs> it's all, then you don't have to do it. Then you don't get the money. 
But I mean, like I started with little stuff. I've got a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. So next year they can pull permits and dig a hole. I read, right. <laughs> I always change the offer. If I go, I'll give you 50 cents and they go, uh, how about a dollar? I go, now it's a quarter. Yeah. And they go, uh, they go again. I go, now it's 10 cents. Do you want to, do you want to go for zero? Like, and then I just go, um, I blackmail. I go full oh. laundry or no TV, no iPad. That's it. That's the greatest thing about the iPad is that it is the best bargaining chip of all to go. Like, you're not going to, yeah, but it. it's a punishment to you if they can't be on. I, you know, we were very, I'm very careful about like, they only get a certain amount of time a day and that is my time. So I very, very, very rarely leverage that against them because I want that quiet time. Like my boys right now, we're on vacation. They're down at the beach. At some point, they're going to come back to this house. And at that point, it's going to be my quiet time. <laughs> they will return. They will return. Sometimes I just send them to the room. I just go, go clean your room and don't come out. My quiet them. time is twin nap time. It's the greatest. Jim, oh. you, you've caught me. Like, there are times in the day, like, when it's twin nap time, it's it's the happiest part of my day. I do remember. I mean, do you you ladies remember the nap time. Because that oh, was, yeah. like, in the middle of the day, you're like, oh. Although Claire had four kids, you probably never, with the exception of the first, you probably always had one awake. Well, gas prices weren't what they were back when mine were all young. So we used to strap them all in the car and just drive, drive. around for hours, mm. like just drive. And that was like the time where we got our own time and the kids were asleep, you know? Mm. But what did you Not get your, your own time? What's your own time? Is I know. I, thank you, Jay. Okay, sorry. I, okay, I'm now becoming fanatical about roasting Claire too. I'm sorry, Claire. <laughs> Wait, what, how is driving your own time? I want to because I wanna, they're quiet. Oh, just because they're quiet. Oh, okay. and sleeping. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. I had a friend whose kid wouldn't nap unless he put him in the car and and drove him around and then tried seamlessly to get him into the house. I go, that's. Don't attempt the transfer. Don't attempt transfer. transfer. I've gone the opposite way. When you're coming home and it's like 6.30 at night and they're starting to nod off in the car and you're like, get up, wake up. Stay awake, stay awake, stay awake. I would clap. I would pinch them. (laughs) I would pinch them. And the kid would be like, oh. And they go, stay awake till we get home. Because if you sleep for that 20-minute nap on the drive home, they're up. For the rest of yeah. the night, you're like, no, 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 you're not going to sleep. And the and the kids like trying to fall asleep, and I'm literally, I'm reaching back, like like pulling them up, trying to keep them away. Yeah, no way. Yeah, no. Heart will Same. always, always fall asleep on the way to soccer. So if it's a shorter distance, you know, I'll do the same thing. I'm like, don't go to sleep, buddy. Don't go to sleep. Don't go to sleep. You're gonna be. Got to get out of the car in a minute. Oh, <laughs> that's started doing this new thing where, well, it's not even a new thing, but like it was like three o'clock in the morning. I got up to go to the bathroom and I heard him from his crib singing my name really creepy, just repeatedly, daddy, daddy. And I was yeah. like, that is awful. Yeah. That's the that, paranormal. That's the paranormal there. <laughs> My wife did a lot of crack. My kids, no, well, my kids are bright redheads, and uh, sometimes I'll just find them out in a cornfield with their friend Malachi, and the whole mm. thing really starts to go south. And it's it's honestly terrifying, terrifying. God, that reminds me of a story I heard once. Well, probably nothing. Anyway, no, uh, no, just <laughs> it's it's not. It should be. It should be a novel and maybe a movie of like, maybe a movie. His children. Like of, in, in the corn, of in the, the corn. yeah. And then they, they mm-hmm. kill every adult. I feel like is how the story goes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Can I ask, were there any products? I don't know if any of you have kids with like babies now, but I'm very jealous of people with babies now. It's been four years since I had a baby because of the, the products they have. The snoo. Oh, y'all, y'all know about the snoo. <laughs> I don't no, know about that. What is that? The snoo. So the guy, Harvey Weinstein. No, it was it was Harvey. The happiest, the happiest baby. baby on the block, and that yeah, happiest toddler on carp. Yeah, carp. Harvey Carp. Thank you. So it was that guy who like there's the three S's for sleep. It's like shushing, swaying. That was five. That was the five. five. Okay, yeah. so, okay, so swaddling. Swaddling. Sucking and sucking. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically the snoo. Shut up, shut up. Is that shut, one? Yeah, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> stop, stop, shut up. No. But the snoo is this $1,200 bassinet that responds to the baby's cry. And basically you put them, it, you swaddle them into the bassinet and it rocks them if they start to cry and it shushes them. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like white noise. I gotta tell you, that is something I really would have loved to. Oh, we just put the bassinet on top of the washing machine. Same, similar. You Very just put similar. your wife yeah. That's genius, by the way, until it shimmies it off the edge. And then yeah, exactly. Quickly, Velcro, Kaler, Velcro. <laughs> hey, let me ask you, Kate, does that does that machine also have a little plug where you can plug into the child and use their energy like a D-cell battery? Because it feels very <laughs> matrixy, where it's like, just put the kid in and take him out when he's yep. eight. And it's yep. and you can power and we're good. charge your car with that thing. Um, your travel microwave you. if you have one. Jokes on you. We're in the matrix. I feel okay. like right. So, you know, there's actually <laughs> there's actually studies out there that say that there's like a fifty percent chance we're living in AI. <gasps> yeah, I feel like I would be and better looking if that were true. Yeah, wait a minute. Why do I have a kangaroo pouch from where my babies <laughs> used to live? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't. Uh, I, I think she's right. I think she's right. I said this is exactly how I planned it out. This feels this feels very right. So is this like the prison AI? Like I was punished here for some reason? Well, yeah. not AI, alternate an alternate reality. Oh, so, that's probably true. Yes. Fifty percent chance. Yeah, like fifty percent. Well, I'll, I'll put it on our Twitter. On our it's like Vanilla Sky, where you live in eternity in that world. So I could. So I what you're saying is you're giving me permission to just walk away from my kids and go, they don't exist, and I, I mean, can just go get a beach place down in San Diego. Is that what you're saying? Because that's what I'm going to tell the police. That is not what I'm saying. I feel like you're saying that. I feel like you're but saying you know, Kate, you know the product that I'm jealous of, you know, because mm. now Sky is eight, so I'm way past baby face, yeah. you know. They have, my friend who has a baby has this thing, and it's like a fanny pack, okay, except the fanny I pack extends to a about. seat. And it's so the a baby sits on your hip without, but they're actually sitting on, like, the little seat that's a purse a seat. also. You, and you basically like, attach that you attach a seat to yourself <laughs> and then you don't break your hip. And they wonder why women are so like, you know, Oh, I mean, I mean, God, we have to walk around with get... seats for babies yeah. on our bodies. Well, I think it also has a mechanism where it just lays a flat board on your back and then you get on all fours and you can be a table as well. <laughs> so is that a different product? A different product? I mean that I kind of feel like that's my life without even the board. Yeah. <laughs> there's also the things now I don't I mean Claire I feel like you nurse but like there's the thing like there's like the the milk catchers that you can wear now 
Like you can like, you can, you can pump inside. Like you could just pump while like you, I could just be standing, like looking at you and I could be pumping. <laughs> I, I've been doing I mean, this whole time. <laughs> I had rivers talk about, you know, we talked about river. She's 12 now. She would not take a bottle. Not, mm, not wouldn't take that's formula. A she yeah. wouldn't take a bottle. Yeah. And so I was like attached to her for a yeah. year. You know what I yeah. mean? Like same place. Ooh. Um, that's those days were crazy. I remember I had a pump that I kept at work, a pump that I kept at home. And then I had like a travel emergency hand pump that I kept in my yep. purse. Yeah. God, I don't, I don't miss any of that. I don't miss mm. that. But also, Oh, but also it would have been, oh, for for the audio listeners, uh, we've just both, we've, the three of us have gotten bigger and my head is triple the size of Claire's. Well, it's because Jason is watching his children and he just messaged me. He goes, hey, my kids are screaming. I got to run. So he ran to take care of his kids and he's going to come back. That, and that is what the parent lounge is about. You know, yeah. we oh, have, yeah. we, we're, we're open to all, uh, you know, we're, we, what am we I trying to say? A little backstory. So we have crazy guests every week. We've had Larry the Cable Guy, Jeff Foxworthy, Richard Marks, Joel McHale, mm-hmm. uh, tons of actors, Miles Gibrani. And, and basically, it has turned into this amazing place. Like we started it was in the pandemic, and it really kind of saved uh, it saved my mind. I know. Mm-hmm. I was originally this thing where it was just a bunch of parents, a bunch of dads in the dadlands, and they we had this vent session and every Thursday we would just do this private zoom with like 30 guys and everybody would tell their horror stories. And by the end, we all felt really good about it. I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess we're all in this together. And it kind of expanded. And then Jason and I did this and then we need, we go, well, look, we need, we need moms because we're idiots. And so luckily we Correct. find guys. And then it's <laughs> crazy right. Tuesday night live thing where we've even let like just regular fans in and, um, it's super fun because the fans get to comment along, which I yes. so hard. We have such a hardcore group of fans who comment along that it's this running uh, commentary over the insane stories and comedy bits that we end up telling. Yeah, Celia Behar has been coming in, and I don't know. It's just it's been this crazy crazy thing. So it's kind of really basically, fun. yeah. Basically, what Jamie is saying is I'm the least funny person on the show. <laughs> Everybody no. else is. <laughs> Is a professional comedian. Well, you are a comedian, but that's that's the beauty of the show. We've had tons of, we've had legit guests. We had we had that one author who came in, and it's not always about being funny. We, we can make it funny, but it's really a part for people to kind of go. Because here's the thing about parenting: when it happens to you, you think you're the only one that's going through that certain event, and then all of a sudden you talk to a bunch of other parents and you go, "Dude, every that's everybody." Everybody, mm-hmm. and then it makes you feel better about it, and go. Yep. Jason does think his kid is haunted. He's not joking about that. But then you talk to other parents, and like you know, Jason's kid is haunted, and it, yeah, the crazy. other parents agree. Jason's kid, yeah, yes. right. So other parents, parents everyone out. concurs. Jason's kid is haunted. Killer met him. There's a darkness there, isn't there? I mean, I've had to get. I've done two full albums about raising kids, Happy Father Days, and homeschools, and it's all just people like those. Those stories didn't happen. I go every single one of those, like my, my yeah. kid with the swearing, or my kid with the diapers, or Claire wouldn't sleep in her bed because she thought it was filled with spiders. Like they're all just real stories that happen, and uh, it's been really fun to then hear from all the other parents who come in and share their stories. 
Um, so yeah, so it's been kind of a cool. Well, moment. and by the way, when he is saying uh, Claire, he doesn't mean me. He means his daughter Claire. Daughter Claire. Yeah. <laughs> Although you're probably, those, you didn't have Jamie well. deal with the spiders in your bed. Right? No, I didn't. <laughs> also, when he says Kate, he's not referring to Good me. Idea. He's, re he's referring to his wife. <laughs> I am not married. Yeah. <laughs> we have the love image me. of Jamie carrying this Claire down their hallway and hitting her head on the side. I'm afraid of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie has a lot of crossovers. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we're really thankful that we got to do this podcast um, and crossover. It's funny because it's one, we did this kind of in a bubble, so our regular fans are not commenting along. We will eventually play this for our fans on our pages down the road. But for now, this is going to live with the Fanatics page. And so if you guys are parents, then come find us live so you can comment along and share your your parenting stories with us as well. Everybody yes. else? I'm hearing from everybody. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Tell, tell for people who don't know where to find the Parent Lounge, tell us where to find it or tell them where to find it. I know where to find it. You guys... Jason is the Hunt man. Me down you every week. Details, brother. Sure, you can yeah, find Jason. us uh, live every Tuesday night, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific at facebook.com slash theparentslounge, uh, youtube.com slash Jamie Kaler. Uh, you can find it on Jamie Kaler's Twitter, and you can find it anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, just go uh, Google the Parents Lounge, and you'll find it that way. And also, we are expanding into the metaverse. We're going to have a room that Jason's built. He built a club that we're going to have a parental uh, meeting hall and do community shows. Also, Currently right now, if you go into the Infiniverse, you can find uh, a club that has posters with the four of us on it. And the episode with uh, Dave Keckner currently airs in the Metaverse right now. And you can sit and watch the episode along with other people. Oh, how fun. Uh, that is awesome. Every Friday, we check in with um, uh, Jeff and Larry's Comedy Roundup uh, on Sirius XM. Um, so you can find us there as well. But yeah, I mean, it's honestly just about, it's just about parents feeling better about what they're going through. Cause not, it's like none of us knew what we were walking into when we, when we said, yeah, sure. Let's have kids. And then <laughs> you know, like, it's only happening to you. And honestly, Claire, four kids in grammar school. I think that is only happening to you. Yeah, it's currently that yes, only is only happening to me. That's right. Um, but uh, you know, the, this has been a really important podcast for me to be a part of too, because it gives, I didn't realize how much I needed to like laugh and vent and share. Even, and one of the great things is we sort of represent, and especially with our guests who often have kids that skew a little bit older than mine, we kind of represent all the ages, you know? Yeah. Right. Like Greg Grunberg, when he was on the show, his are a whale. Yeah. His are like seven, 17, 19, and like 22 or something like that. But yeah, so anyway, we're here. Parent Lounge is here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been an awesome uh, crossover episode. And we are grateful that you gave it a listen. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode.
Enhance your listening experience with Wondry Plus. Enjoy ad-free listening, exclusive content, binges, and more. Join Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or on Apple Podcasts.